Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. And welcome to the Real Live Podcast. You got Jamie Couch here with Anthony Waters and We're coming back at you today with some more follow-up content to our last uh, podcast that we started out talking about uh, our series, a sermon series that we've been in at Journey Community, the church that we're planting together. And uh, we've been about 12 weeks on a sermon series called This Mind, uh, talking about the battlefield of the mind. And Uh, The journey's been great. We've learned so much about what the Word of God has to say about that battlefield that uh, we don't often talk about and we don't often uh, express uh, our feelings about. But boy, every single one of us have that battle. So today, we're actually going to open up um, one of the sermons in the series that we we didn't get to spend a lot of time on during the during the sermon series, but um, I think this, there's a lot to open up there. So, um, and that's the the topic of the victim mindset that we talked about last week. And if you didn't hear that, please go back and listen. It kind of lays the context and groundwork for this conversation. Um, is one of the one of the things that a victim mindset brings is a distorted reality. And so as we open that up, um, we, we actually talked about in the, in this, in the sermon uh, that, that day about three side effects of a distorted reality. And so, Anthony, um, why don't you expound on, on the, the first of those three? All right. So when we look at this whole victim mindset, and it was really enjoyable last week on the podcast as we broke this down and we got into it, but to actually look at it this week, and to actually break it down more about, let's look at this first real side effect that we see, and that is the creation of enemies. How our victim mindset, how we can come and how we can create enemies inside of this victim mindset. One best way to always look at this is this scripture in the Bible out of 1 Samuel 18 and 8. Uh, to give you a little bit of background on where we're at with this, is if, right before this, if we go back a chapter into 1 Samuel chapter 17, You see David as he comes, as he has this great victory through the hand of the Lord over the giant Goliath. And you see how the children of Israel go forth and they have this great victory that takes place. David did not do this for his glory. He didn't do it for nothing for himself. He stood up for what was right for the honor of the Lord. So we see David as he comes back into the camp, as he is with King Saul. Now, one thing to remember at this particular point is this is the first real battle that David had been in. Mm. This was it. I mean, when he went and fought against Goliath. So he shows it back up, but the fame of him has already spread abroad about how he was able to destroy this giant Goliath. So he comes into the town, and here all the people are gathered together. They're singing, they're dancing. All the ladies are out, and they're singing, and they're dancing. 
And as Saul comes through, y'all, they're, oh, they're, they're giving him praise. Oh, man, Saul's killed his thousands. Then here's David, and, they, and David's killed tens of thousands. Automatically, Saul's victim mindset kicked in. Mm. And he, what's the thing he said? He said, they prescribed to me thousands, but David tens of thousands. Wow. So right off, the bat, right off the bat, we see an enemy created in the form of a little shepherd boy that came and set the children of Israel back on a right track where they had stepped aside, where the fear had took over. Now we see a whole nother problem that is stepped in that, that they're facing right now. And that is this problem of this, how we've created an enemy out of somebody that was a really good friend. Wow. And the more you get into the story of it, you see how much that David actually did love Saul. He wouldn't raise his hand against him to kill him or nothing. But, I mean, we see what happens with this mindset and with this victim mindset as we create an enemy. And, man, let's be honest. We do this in our lives, too. I remember years ago, one thing about the podcast is it's real, raw, and relevant. So years ago, whenever I was working at the grocery store, uh, I had a girlfriend that worked there as well. And I had a really good friend to me. He came up to me one day and he said, Anthony, he said, have you started making enemies yet? And I said, ain't making enemies. What are you talking about? And he said, you're going to make enemies since that girl works here. And he was right. Everybody that looked at her, everybody that smiled at her, I was making enemies out of. That was, that's so crazy. Looking back at it now, I see it, how I was playing this <laughs> card, how I was creating enemies out of nothing. And it just it's just silly to sit back and look at now, but it's always easy to Monday morning quarterback yourself. But this is this is one thing that you really have to be aware of and you have to watch out for is how you will create enemies mm. out of people that are that have no ill intent whatsoever towards you, but you with this victim mindset, because it's never your fault, it's always somebody else's fault. So you play this card to where you create enemies amongst people and it, it just tears things apart. What do you think, Jamie? No, and uh, just to elaborate on that uh, with Saul in that situation, he had created an enemy or became a victim of somebody else's victory. And so in that moment, uh, Saul couldn't celebrate with David because he was, he was isolating the glory for himself and he couldn't, he couldn't celebrate with David. And I think that as a believer, one of the things that we have to anchor down on is the ability to be so secure in our relationship with Jesus Christ that we don't have to envy or or we don't have to create ourselves a victim of somebody else's victory. And what that does, it releases us from the weightiness of comparison. Yeah. And so Saul had failed in here in this situation so many times we do this. We fall into a comparison trap. Social media is the worst for this. And not just social media. Social media just is, is an outlet that reveals a reality that's already there. And so, you know, you hear people, well, delete social media. Delete. Actually, actually, the thing is, is if I can't get deal with a deeper issue, I may just be blanketing it with, with just not wanting to put it on display. And so if we deal with the deeper issue of, anchoring ourselves secure in our relationship with Jesus Christ, then guess what? We don't have to be a victim of somebody else's victory. We can celebrate with them. Saul should have been on the, on the front line celebrating with David because 
just a few days earlier, he was shaking in his boots with, with Goliath. And, and so in that moment, he, became a, he, 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 he positioned himself as a victim to David's victory. And we've done it so many times. You look and you see someone in succeeding or someone, and we start trying to pick apart what they've done or how they did it or the method that they used or whatever that is. And instead of us standing back and saying, you know what, thank God. You know, thank God for their blessing. Thank God for their uh, how they have how they have moved. And so, uh, and as we as we talk about that 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 creating enemies, I want to go to another another place in the scripture. And we all know the so many know the story. And if you don't, there was there was a, a place in the Gospels where Jesus made his way uh, to a, a a pool, pool of Bethesda, right? And so as he was walking through the way. There was a man who had been laid beside the pool. He had been sick for 38 years. He had waited. So uh, the story goes here in the scripture that there was an angel that would come down and trouble the water. And the first person in the water would be healed. And so you can imagine the droves of people that would try to get into the water and, and, and while the water was troubled. And so this lame man laid there for year after year after year after year. And everybody else got in front of him, and so in that in that particular situation, what when Jesus walked up to him, <clears throat> he asked him a question: How can what's wrong, basically? And and the the first thing the man said to him was, "I have no man to help me." Yeah, and he explained, "They always get in front of me. They always get in the pool ahead of me." And he had, what he had done there is he had created himself as a victim in the, in the place of someone else's victory. And so I think that, and ignore the background noise, there was two cars evidently <laughs> racing outside where we're recording this. But, um, but so this, this lame man positioned himself as a victim of somebody else's victory and was looking to people to be his solution. But Jesus had come in and said, no, 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 no. You don't got to identify with somebody else's, uh, somebody else's success does not mean your failure. I'm here. You don't need them. You need me. And he said, take up your bed, rise and walk. And so, um, and that was just one of the other stories that really impacted me in the, in that journey. You know, and I love, I love the story, the pool of Bethesda. And you know, you think about it and that's exactly what the man was doing. He had laid there and he had become a victim of everyone else. Everybody else had the strength to get into the pool. Everybody else was able to do this. Everybody else could do that. And here I am just laying 38 years. You, how many times have you met somebody like this? <laughs> you know, man, I've done this for 38 years and ain't never been able to do nothing. And it's this pity party. Like you said, the blanket. Let's put the blanket on. Getting comfortable in this mindset. Mm. So he wrapped himself and he laid there 38 years comfortable knowing in his mind he had already victimized himself. I'll never make it in. At least I'm going to lay here. I'm going to lay here and like it. Instead of trying to find a way in, he victimized himself to the point where everybody else was an enemy and there he was. He was blanketed, wrapped in it. But you know, on this particular day, how awesome it is that the master stood before him right. and asked him the question, Wilt thou be made whole? Mm. 
Will you accept it today? Well, the angel ain't came down and troubled the water. How could I be made whole? Think about that. So we do this in life is that we will sit around and we'll put our blanket on. We'll lay over in the corner. We'll blame everybody else. We'll create enemies out of everybody. We'll live in this victimized mindset, never wanting to see victory, never wanting to see it because we're comfortable. And this is the same thing when you look at sin. Sin does this very same thing to you as you get comfortable in the sin. Mm. And it truly will paralyze you. And I think that's horrible to think about, but that's exactly what it does. What do you think about that? No, dude, I, I think that uh, another parallel to make with that ant um, is the, the Pharisees oh, yeah. were so insecure that they, in their relationship with God, because they were continually trying to climb up by their own works and their own ability and their own grit and by, by uh, adhering to the law and all these things that they... So they were so insecure that when Jesus came around and he started healing, it was so unorthodox to them. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they did was starting to pick apart the way that he healed people. Yep. And I think that, again, what they did in their insecurity, they picked apart the victory of Jesus and made themselves a victim of somebody else getting healed. And, and so they were, they were saying that he was a threat. Well, actually, Jesus Christ is always a threat to someone who builds their own empire to try to create their own holiness and righteousness. Yes, but they were so insecure in the, in the straw house they'd built out of man-made religion that that they wanted to pick apart. And, and you know, we've done it. There's folks um, that do it, and it's human nature to do it. And our, out of our own insecurity, we pick apart the way somebody else is doing something in the kingdom or doing business or doing church or whatever that is. We pick it apart out of our own insecurity instead of saying, as Jesus said, if they are not against us, then they are with us. Oh, and and so the beauty of that is it's 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 I call it unholy paranoia. Yeah. Always somebody's against me. Always somebody's against me. Somebody's out to get me. You know what? Maybe maybe sometimes they are. <laughs> but but if you're secure enough in Christ, you don't have to be paralyzed by that paranoia. Because paranoia facil facilitates paralytic powerlessness it, it 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 leaves us powerless and all we have is our yap all we have is our post all we have is our our comeback all we have is our how they're not doing it right instead of anchoring down on that relationship with, with Christ and 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 calling it what it is oh my goodness so as we were sitting here talking my mind goes back in the scripture to where Jesus came over and as he stepped out and they came to this certain place, they found this man that is possessed with all these devils this, that had a legion of demons inside of him. And the Lord began to speak to this man, ask his name, and the demon spoke forth and said, "We are legion. I am legion, for we are many. Well, if you think about what was going on, so you had this man that was standing around the graves, and he was a lunatic. He was a madman. And then you had these guys that were down here keeping all these pigs over the hill. These guys were sitting down here and they were watching over their pigs and they were watching what was going on up here. They saw Jesus up here talking to this 
psycho, as you would have thought. In their mind, that's what they'd be thinking. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Lord casts out these demons, casts them into these swine. They run violently over, into, over a hill and they perish. They fall into this body of water and they perish. The guys who were keeping the pigs... Think about these guys for just a moment. This is this this is part of the story that's so easy overlooked. God, Jesus, just delivered this man that was in this captivity by these demons and set him on purpose to become a missionary of the gospel. Now, instead of celebrating the victory of a man that had been a lunatic for years, the pig, the keepers of the pigs, go back to the town in a panic. Their money had been messed with. Their livelihood had been messed with. They run back to the town and say, man, that, 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 that Jesus is up here and he just cast a bunch of demons over here and all our pigs are dead. And what happens is the people in the town, they come back, they see, the, the Bible says that they see the man in his right mind, but notice they didn't celebrate a victory because they were victimized. Man, you, you killed my pigs. And you know what they said to Jesus? You get out of here. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. You have victimized us. You messed with our livelihood. You get out of here. Think about that. My goodness, one of the greatest victories that had that had ever in their lives, they had never seen anything like this. But they didn't celebrate the victory because they were a victim. They were so blinded by what had happened and the thought of losing their income, losing their money, losing their... their, Notice the key word and all that is there. My, 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 my. Think about that. How many times do we do that that we just focus on the my instead of thinking about the him, the God, what God is doing, but we're so worried about us. And that's the, that's the, that's the simplest thing of sin, if you want to break it down as simple as you want to, is it's that selfish nature, that selfish nature that we have and how sad that is. Think of the victories that take place around us all the time that we sit back and want to feel victimized about. Oh, my goodness. What do you think, man? No, I, I, that's, a, that's a beautiful depiction of that story because how many times do you, do you, you know, focus on what happened after the man was, was you know, the, he literally came in and flipped the script yep. on, on everything. And, and in that moment, they were, they were rendered um, powerless because they were paranoid that Jesus had come in to, to, uh, to, to take away their, their, their freedom. And, and instead, he came to make them free. Right. And, and so, you know, a- anchoring down on that thought, Anthony, is that, that one, of the, one, of the, one of the three distortions, and we're not going to get into all three today, and that's okay. Uh, because we're raw, real, and relevant. That's right. <laughs> and so, uh, we're, and we're unscripted. So, um, we we want to have conversation around things that are meaningful that we're living out every single day. And this is human nature, guys. Um, it's not something that that we are taught. Because think about it, who who there's not a there's not a class in second grade that says, guys, this is how to be selfish, envious, and insecure. But I really think that the sin nature of humanity causes us to be insecure in the, in the state that we're in, discontent in the state that we're in. It causes us to compare ourselves to others, to, to conti- continually. You know, if you go to the very beginning, and we've done it the last podcast, the, the right in the garden, when the enemy disguised himself as the serpent, 
or clothed himself in the body of the serpent and came and he convinced Eve, he convinced her by causing her to compare herself to others, to compare herself to the gods, or to God so you can be as the gods, you can be as one that is worshipped. And, and so because of her selfishness, because of her desire or discontent with herself, and because of our own, because of our sin, because of her sin, because of Adam's sin, we've become insecure because we're continually grabbing for that next thing, that next thing to vindicate us, the next thing to validate us, the next thing to make us uh, worthy of acceptation, worthy of, of commendation. But the fact is, as a believer, and that's the thing about Christianity that separates Christianity from all the other religions of the world. Number one, we have a living Savior that rose from the dead. All the other ones have dead gods that they worship or, or images. Ours is alive. But another thing that sets us apart as believers is that we're not striving for salvation. We, we receive it through Christ Jesus. And that relationship with Him anchors us down in such a strong, rooted security. Paul said, rooted and established and built up in Him. That come what may, the power within us is greater than the people, the circumstances, and the situation around us. And that causes us to be able to look at other people's victories and celebrate. That causes us to be so anchored in ourself in Christ that we're not anchored in our own desires. We don't go by feeling. We go, don't go by fact. We go by faith and not by sight. And in that, we can anchor down and be secure in Christ Jesus. So, yeah, I know we're getting ready to wrap it up for this episode. But, you know, one thing to remember, everyone that's listening is in the victim mindset, you're going to create enemies. Because, I mean, that's that's the human nature of it, is that you're going to want to blame somebody else for what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's time that we flip the mindset yeah. of the victim, of this first thing that we've looked at in the creating enemies. Let's flip it and let's celebrate the victories and let's be children of God. That it don't matter the circumstance or the situation, greater is he that lives in us than he that's in the world. Mm-hmm. And you are more, once again, you're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So let's flip the script of the victim mindset from creating enemies to creating friends, celebrating the victory, celebrating the things that are going on, and not be victimized by the problem that we surround. Amen. And so we're going to be back next week. We, we hope to be able to sit down with Somerset Sober Living, and they're going to tell their story. And uh, we're excited to hear from our friends from uh, Somerset Sober Living. So tune in next week. Uh, we're going to continue to dibble-dabble in this series. We're, we're, we're going to draw out some, some of these key things from this series as we go forward. So we're excited to move ahead. Uh, it's Christmas season here in Kentucky and so we're, we're excited to embrace that here in the next coming week. Um, but until next week, keep it real, keep it relevant, and keep it raw. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.